This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. In today's episode, we are diving into endurance, understanding a little bit about what endurance is and how to develop endurance as an athlete in jujitsu. There are components that are both training and non-training related that really contribute to improving your endurance, and that is the conversation that I want to have with you today. So first, let's define endurance. Endurance is the ability of a human to exert his or herself and remain active for a long period of time. It's the ability to sustain a prolonged stressful effort or activity, ideally with minimal effort. Endurance exercise includes activities that increase our breathing and our heart rate over long durations. Typically, endurance training refers to training the aerobic system as opposed to the anaerobic system, which I'm going to dive into. So when it comes to the aerobic metabolic system, this means with oxygen. So aerobic means with oxygen. Your muscles have enough oxygen to produce the energy needed to perform. When it comes to aerobic activity, our body relies on our cardiorespiratory system to work efficiently during sustained activity to supply the nutrients and oxygen to the working muscles for us to perform. So common types of endurance activities, as is tradi traditionally stated, are running, cycling, swimming, even circuit training. So that's a little bit about aerobic activity. And now I want to dive into anaerobic activity and then kind of explain the blend of the two and how it applies to endurance and particularly improving our performance as a jiu-jitsu athlete because newsflash, we use both systems. So the, aero the anaerobic system is without oxygen. Anaerobic exercise means the oxygen demand is greater than the oxygen supply and we can't keep up with the energy our body is demanding. So this often leads to lactic acid production, which is a byproduct of using the stored energy, which I'm going to dive into. So this lactic acid, this lactate production is what causes that muscle burn that allows us to fatigue a little bit early, that, that burning sensation when you're doing lots of switch lunges or you're doing lots of doubles and you feel that burn in your thighs, in your back, if you're doing upper body, things like that. In high-intensity anaerobic exercise, the body initially uses up all of the glycogen in the skeletal muscle in the liver through the gly glycolysis pathway, creating a buildup of the lactic acid. So 
in short, to explain this a little bit better, anaerobic exercise really relies on using the glycogen stores because it can't use oxygen to produce the energy. But there's a detriment to using up our glycogen stores because we need those to have these energy reserves to perform and endure longer rounds. So when it comes to the anaerobic system, this is the opposite, complete opposite of aerobic activity. Anaerobic activity uses short bursts of movement, explosiveness, and it actually never exceeds two minutes. Once you extend that two minute timeline, you're gonna be shifting into the aerobic type of activity. So how does this apply to jujitsu? Well, obviously most of our matches are at the minimum five minutes, but that's not to say every single time, right? Because what if you were to pull guard really quick and get a triangle in 30 seconds? If that's the case, you're actually solely using the anaerobic system, which means that integrating anaerobic training is gonna be really important as a jujitsu athlete kind of on a side tangent because it's not related to endurance, but more so just our performance in jujitsu. But it's important to note because the blend of both are really important because we absolutely use the anaerobic system all the time in jujitsu, right? When you're shooting for a double leg, that moment of a shot is the anaerobic system. As I just said in the previous example, if you're pulling guard to triangle in 30 seconds and the match is over, it is under that two minute timeline. So you are only using the anaerobic system. However, what happens when that isn't the case and our matches are extending to five minutes to seven minutes to 10 minutes or unlimited time. I did a match once that was 90 minutes long. It was a finals match with no time limit. And it was whoever got the submission was basically it. So we were going to keep going all day, but luckily I was able to get the submission after 90 minutes. That was 100% aerobic training. There were anaerobic movements integrated throughout, but because of the sustained activity for a long period of time, I was using my aerobic system. So now we get to change the conversation a little bit to why aerobic training is important for jujitsu as well as the anaerobic training. So some other examples of anaerobic real quick that I didn't mention is weightlifting, right? Because I wanted to mention that because a lot of jujitsu athletes turn to weightlifting and that makes perfect sense, right? You want to build muscle and you want to build that strength. But if you only focus on doing that and you don't train your aerobic system, you're going to set yourself up to not be able to really reach your highest levels of performance because you're going to fatigue out. And you see this all the time. And I personally see it all the time. People who are really strong, they weight train and that's their primary focus. They gas out really quickly because they haven't developed the cardio respiratory system because they don't work their aerobic system. And then the opposite is also true. If you only work the aerobic system and you don't build any strength, you don't work to build muscle, what happens with these people is that they can tend to go for a long period of time, but they may not have the strength that is needed in certain situations or the explosiveness that's created or built up that they haven't cultivated because they weren't working the short twitch muscle fibers, which is the anaerobic. So they can go for long periods of time, but they might not be able to execute those explosive movements because they haven't been training it. So we actually need both as jujitsu athletes. And when it comes to endurance, as I said, it's generally referred to as the aerobic training system. So what I want to share with you is kind of how you can integrate both to 
get the goal of improved endurance while also working both of these systems. And this is like a huge quote unquote secret because this is my main style of training because I feel like it's the most conducive to improving jujitsu specifically. Because the reality is some of you are thinking right now, Natalie, I hate running. Don't tell me I have to start running to improve my jujitsu. And I'm going to tell you, you do not have to do running. Because if you recall, I said some of the common other methods that endurance training can kind of fall under is also circuit training. So this also falls under the HIT training, high intensity interval training. And if you've been following me for 0.2 seconds, you know that it is my bread and butter. The love of my life is HIT training. This is my primary form of cross training for jujitsu. Now HIT training is primarily anaerobic focused at the core of it. However, I've integrated ways to improve my endurance through HIT, And this is what I want to share with you so that you can also integrate this if it's aligned with what you want to do to be like, oh, great. Now I don't have to do cycling or swimming or running, or I don't have time to integrate those extra things, but I do want to improve my endurance from a training standpoint. So I got you. So a couple things you can do. Jiu-jitsu focused alone is just increase your rounds. So as I said, it has to exceed two minutes. So really challenge yourself to improve your endurance by increasing your rounds a couple minutes at a time. So instead of maybe your five minute rounds, maybe you go to your seven minute rounds. Maybe you challenge yourself to do a 10 minute round. This is a really easy way to push yourself and improve and train your endurance solely using jujitsu. The other things that I like to do hit related are going to be minimizing my rest between exercises. So I, the traditional hit is explosive 100% of your effort, energy, and movement for a short period of time followed by a long period of rest. What I like to do is increase and challenge myself to extend the period of work time and decrease the rest in between. And this looks different for every workout. I play with it. I change it up. But the challenge is to constantly keep my heart rate up because that's what we talked about when it came to endurance training, right? Having elevated heart rate for a long period of time. So knowing that is what improves endurance. I've integrated that principle into my HIIT training. So increasing the length of work time of my HIIT exercises that include a lot of explosive movements. So they satisfy the anaerobic aspect, but I'm really pushing myself cardiovascularly, which is going to improve my endurance aspect. So number one is to minimize your rest between exercises and increase your work time. I'm going to tell you right now, it is not going to be easy. It really will challenge you not only physically, but mentally. Because you are really pushing yourself. But it really is so helpful. And I've seen direct impact in my endurance because this is all I do. And I can go for long rounds many, many rounds back to back to back to back. And I do not run. I do not swim. So it's possible to improve endurance without doing those other activities. The other style I like to do in regard to HIT is AMRAP style. So as many rounds as possible. So I'll create a workout that has a certain amount of exercises in it. And then I set a timer for an extended period of time, say 20 minutes. And then I repeat those exercises to get as many rounds as possible in 
in that 20 minutes. So it's a stopwatch or a timer and it counts down. Right. And so I just have to keep going, give hundred percent of my effort and energy for that 20 minutes until the timer runs out. The one caveat and potential obstacle that I find with the AMRAP style is you really have to push yourself. Like it's really easy to just take those rest rounds off or to just stop because there's just a timer going. So there's no one really pushing you and there's no timer to kind of break it up at all for you to kind of get remotivated, get refocused. You have to really maintain that same level of focus and intensity for 20 minutes. And that really is like a self-imposed type of motivation that you have to do. You have to really push, you have to really grind through it instead of, you know, letting yourself get lazy when there's 10 minutes left, right? It's, it's a challenge mentally for you to do that. So this can be the one caveat that I found with athletes is they get really motivated in the beginning, but then like there's 10 minutes left and it's like, oh gosh, this feels like a lot. And then their, their movements can start to slow down or they start to become more lax in doing the reps. And like, you still need to push hundred percent to get the benefits to improve your endurance. So it's a little bit more self-motivating. Um, whereas if you should do another hit style or you change your timer in a way where you're training for maybe 45 seconds straight, and then just a rest of 10 seconds, enough to transition to the next exercise, which is what I do. You're consistently keeping that heart rate up the whole time, but you still have that little break to kind of recalibrate between the next exercise. You don't really get that opportunity with the AMRAP style. So I just wanted to put that caveat out there for those who want to try AMRAP, you need to push yourself and really be dedicated. And if you feel fine, that's a struggle for you, then again, maybe you don't start with a 20 minute workout. Maybe you start with 12 minutes or 15 minutes and work to really push yourself mentally to get to that mark. And then of course you can always extend that timeline. So this is just a little bit, this is like a preface of what I even wanted to talk about today, because this is just more, how do I improve my endurance from a training aspect? So that's what we just covered. Understanding a little bit more about what aerobic activity is, what anaerobic activity is, how they both relate to jujitsu and how to integrate them both to optimize your endurance for jujitsu. Because training is a huge part. You do have to train endurance physically. And there are other things to consider that are non-training related that will drastically improve your endurance alongside this training. And that's what I want to dive into now. So I want to share with you three tips that are non-training related to improve your endurance. The first one is to remove junk food and processed food from your diet. And I know that I say remove, and I often talk about all foods can fit. So of course, there's the caveat that of course you can enjoy those processed comfort foods every once in a while, but it really comes down to what you do most often is going to have the biggest impact in your endurance, right? It's not going to hurt you to have a cookie, you know, that's not going to impact your endurance. But if you're eating two sleeves of cookies every single night, yes, that's going to have an impact on your endurance. So my invitation for you is to stick to whole foods, loads of veggies, adequate protein, and healthy fats. So surprise, surprise, if you've been in the world of Natty Boss for just a minute, you know that this is in line with what I call the balanced meal guidelines. 
So it's really just focusing on these four components, carbs, protein, fat, and fiber, which are veggies, and just doing it in a way where most of your food is coming from whole food sources. So really eliminating processed food or just minimizing it so it's not a majority of your diet is going to be very, very helpful. Now, the reason being is very simple. You simply need to give your body the nutrients and the variety it needs to perform. The nutrients that are required for the metabolic pathways that we talked about, the anaerobic and the aerobic, are going to be found in whole foods. And they're very essential in order for those systems to run efficiently and work properly. So we talked about training, right, and integrating these different training styles of anaerobic and aerobic. But if you're not fueling your body in a way that's going to allow those systems to work properly, then you're kind of working against yourself. So as always, it's a combination of both the training and the nutrition that's going to really put you into that next level. Really think of it like this. Quality food in is going to equal quality performance out. And we really don't need to harp on this anymore because it's really simple concept, but it really just is number one, remove junk and processed food from your diet and really just take an assessment. If you don't even pay attention to what you eat, that is a huge mistake as an athlete, but maybe you can just start that today and just do a little food diary for one day. What am I eating? And just assessing, okay, what are the swaps I can make to make this more whole so that I can perform my, uh, I can fuel my body in a way that's going to optimize my performance, which is my goal. Okay, number two is to eat sufficient calories to sustain your energy output. Think of it this way. You can't drive a thousand miles with one quarter of the gas tank. You need a whole tank to sustain the distance. And that's exactly how the body works too. So it's so important to eat enough food and then as you eat enough food and give your body the energy that it needs, because food literally provides the energy that we need, that it will be able to use that energy to fuel our workouts. That is such a crazy concept, right? Who knew that food gives us energy and that energy can be applied to our workouts? But this is really important because we need adequate energy to sustain these long rounds. If we are working to improve our endurance and we're going to set a 10-minute timer for a round and you're not eating enough food, you're going to gas out. And alongside that gassing out, because you're not fueling your body enough, you're going to increase your risk for injury. You're going to have poor recovery time, right? And so we don't want to improve our endurance and let the other things suffer. So there gets to be a way where we can improve our endurance and we can still have good recovery and we can still reduce our risk for injury. We get to have it all. And it does start by eating enough food. And this might sound simple, but in the hundreds of athletes that I've worked with, this is the biggest barrier and the biggest limiting obstacle that they come into my world with is under eating because we've been conditioned in a society where we need to eat less because we need to cut weight. And so it just means remove, remove, remove food, food, food. And the thing is we need food in order to perform. So the other thing I wanted to add to this idea of eating sufficient calories is also just highlighting carbs because carbs are really important. And I want to kind of circle back to how it is important to reduce that lactic acid production that we talked about, which will hinder your performance that shows up with anaerobic activity. As we talked about, glycogen is an important carbohydrate store needed for us to have these like 
this energy hub ready to go when we need it, when we are pushing through in those long rounds and whatever other training that we're doing. So you can increase your stores of glycogen by regularly eating high carbohydrate, oh goodness, high carbohydrate foods. For some reason, that was a tongue twister. All right, because glycogen is literally carbs. It is just stored carbs and it gets stored in the muscle, it gets stored in the liver. So in order for us to increase our glycogen stores, we need to eat more carbs. Now going back to principle number one, we have to make sure that our carbs are coming from quality. So sticking to whole grains, sweet potatoes, oatmeal, and anything that again comes from the whole food source, such as fruit, that is a way to get your increased carbohydrate intake in, but also not lean towards processed carbs, right? So how can we have the best of both worlds? This is an example of how you can increase your carbs, but doing so in a way that enhances your performance and you're not just sabotaging your health and your, you know, potential weight loss goals in the process or body composition goals in the process, because it's not an invitation just to eat hundred cookies because Natalie said that you have to eat more carbs in order to perform well. Quality matters. Remember quality food in equals quality performance out. So if carbs are restricted in the diet, a person's ability to exercise may be compromised because there's not enough glycogen kept in storage to fuel the body. Right. So just reiterating on this point, because it's really important for my low carb advocates, my low carb athletes. I'm never going to be a keto fan, especially for this sport, because it really goes against and the research goes against what we need as athletes to perform well. And it's not low carb. We need carbohydrates to fuel our performance. End of story. You can't convince me otherwise. Not to say, just to put a little caveat out there, there aren't benefits to keto. There are absolutely benefits that have been backed by research and studies to keto, but I'm talking from a performance standpoint, and we use the anaerobic system in jujitsu, which needs carbohydrates so that we're not depleting our glycogen stores. So I want to share with you a quick pro tip that kind of encompasses this concept, this principle. So if you eat carbs before a workout, this actually helps to minimize the lactic acid production because again, you're not going to be depleting your stores because you have carbohydrates that you're fueling your body with pre-workout that it's going to use as energy during your workout. So you're going to be able to keep those stores for when you need it. When you're at the end of your 10th five-minute round, that's when those stores are going to be needing to kick in. So if you eat a pre-workout snack, Protein can also be involved in that, but definitely carbohydrates is the star of the show. This will allow you to perform longer and also improve your recovery time, not only in between rounds, but it'll improve your recovery time the following day so you're not as sore. And even if you are sore the following day, you're not going to be sore for days and days and days, which is a red flag. If you are sore for a prolonged period of time, more than one to two days, that's a sign that you have poor recovery and nutrition is often a number one starting point to look at and evaluate to see where you can make adjustments to improve that recovery time. And then finally, our third tip for improving endurance that has nothing to do with training is getting enough quality sleep. Sleep is where our hormones and our metabolism resets and reboots so that we can really show up the next day feeling ready to go. 
If you're not getting a deep sleep, you miss out on a huge part of the recovery process, which will cause your body to fatigue more quickly during your training. Thus, if you desire to improve your endurance and go those longer rounds, as I said earlier, you're going to gas out, you're going to fatigue sooner than you would like, and you're not going to be able to push through. And if you do push through, you're increasing your risk for injury in that process. So getting enough sleep is really important. Focusing on seven to nine hours per night is the recommendation. Now to dive a little bit more into sleep, there's a couple types of or stages rather of sleep that I just want to highlight real quick. So there's the non-REM sleep, and that's divided into three stages from falling asleep to deep sleep. And it's during this time that our brainwaves begin to change from daytime alertness levels while heart rate, blood pressure, and breathing slow down. The third stage of NREM sleep is deep sleep. And this is where our body releases hormones to promote the immune system, cellular regeneration, and tissue repair. This is an important conversation when it comes to recovery. This is what I this is just more of the science behind the recovery aspect that I mentioned that sleep improves your recovery. The cellular regeneration, the tissue repair, right? This is the building phase, the rebuilding phase. We're breaking down our muscle tissue when we're working out. We're putting our body in a compromised position. So sleep is so essential for the body to regenerate itself so that it can heal and restore and repair. And that is what's going to optimize your performance because you're going to be healing and recovering enough to be able to put 100% into your next workout. And we've all heard of REM sleep. REM sleep is the rapid eye movement. And this begins about 90 minutes after you fall asleep. Your brain activity increases as well as your breathing and heart rate. And during REM sleep, we are dreaming and the brain temporarily paralyzes the body. REM sleep stimulates the brain regions used for learning and is essential for cognitive function. So this might not apply to jiu-jitsu physically, but this applies to jiu-jitsu mentally, right? So one of the biggest things that athletes often talk about, express to me, is not remembering techniques, right? Memory retention for techniques. There's something to say about muscle memory and just drilling so that you don't have to recall through your memory in the moment. That is the goal, and that's what happens as you get higher rank. It becomes more fluid and more automatic. However, when we're integrating new information and we're learning new things, sleep is important for us to retain that information. Because of this part of the, the brain cycle, this is where it will be optimized to be able to retain that information. So getting enough sleep, getting quality sleep, hitting that REM cycle and that stage is going to be really important for us to actually be able to integrate and digest the information so we remember it and it's not just going one in one ear and out the other. During our sleep, our body repairs the damage and reduces the inflammation, as I said, incurred through the tough workouts that we endure. And much of our muscular adaptation also takes place as we sleep. So around two hours into sleeping, our body releases HDH, our human growth hormone, and this is critical for increasing and preserving lean muscle mass. Once again, that's important for jujitsu. We want to preserve the muscle that we have to have the strength, to have the power, right? We work so hard to build our muscles. So we want to make sure that we're also considering the other factors that play a role in keeping our muscle on because it is so much harder to build muscle than it is to lose fat. So once you have that muscle, you really want to keep it. 
And if you just really focus on getting quality and quantity of sleep, that's one way that you're going to be working in your favor. And I know that you've experienced at least one time in your life, a poor night's sleep, right? And you notice the effects that carried over into the day. Maybe your energy levels were affected. You woke up groggy, fatigued, sluggish, and your mental clarity was affected. Maybe you were even hyper-emotional. You couldn't really get your foot on the ground. So waking up in that state obviously is going to create an inconsistency in your training. It's going to create an obstacle and a barrier for you to improve your endurance. So hopefully I've talked enough about the importance of sleep so that you can really get it in your brain of how important it is and to stop putting it on the back burner and to really prioritize it. So some of the things that you can do to improve your sleep, right, is to maintain a sleep schedule. So set a sleep schedule for yourself and commit to it. So if you know that getting seven to nine hours of sleep means that you have to get to bed by 10 p.m., then do it. Stop creating excuses. Stop scrolling on social media. Do it. Other hacks that you can integrate are things like blue light blockers. If you work on the computer all during the day, getting blue light blockers to help with that blue light can help with the circadian rhythm and the production of melatonin. So that can really help to improve your sleep as well. And it's even more important to get on somewhat of a schedule if you are someone who has erratic work hours or you work the opposite hours of the day. So you work maybe night shift. It's really important to find ways to improve your sleep. And so one of the things that you can do is breath work. This is a great way to get into your body to de-stress, decompress, regulate the nervous system, no matter what time of the day it is. So you can get into that deeper state of restoration for sleep. And also making sure that you're paying attention to your caffeine intake because you're working overnight, that can absolutely affect your ability to sleep. So just being mindful of your caffeine intake. And if you know that you're going to be going to bed, you know, at 7am or something like that after a shift, maybe you're paying attention to that last bit of caffeine that you have so that when you do go to bed, you're less likely going to affect that quality of sleep. So there's a lot of considerations um, and getting yourself on a schedule as much as possible is also going to be helpful. Another thing that is very helpful, regardless of your time that you're working. So again, if you're day shift or if you're night shift, this can apply, but specifically if you're night shift, this can absolutely help you even more is taking magnesium. Magnesium will really help to accelerate a deeper sleep for you. And that's really important when you're working against the working hours of the day. So these are some of the tips that I really want you to take to heart. I really want you to integrate, you know, just as a recap, of our three non-training related components that will improve your endurance. And I have full faith that if you actually integrate these consistently for two weeks, you will see progress. And I know I have full hearted belief. It just takes two weeks and you will notice a huge difference in your endurance. I've seen this time and time again with the students inside the performance blueprint as they integrate these principles. So number one is to remove junk food, processed food from your diet. Number two is to eat sufficient calories to sustain your energy output, including a higher carbohydrate diet. And number three is to get enough quality sleep. So as always, I would love to know what your biggest takeaways are. I would love for you to tag us in your shares on Instagram at Body by Boss LLC. 
And if you have anything that you would like to share, any questions that you have about this information, feel free to shoot me a DM. I would love to support you in this and understanding this a little bit more and supporting you with where you are at. And thank you so much for tuning in. And the final thing I will invite you to do is apply for the performance blueprint. If you are a female jujitsu athlete and you desire to understand these concepts a little bit more, get more support in optimizing your health, your performance, your well-being, using a holistic approach that we teach. A lot of the concepts I shared, all of the concepts I shared in today's episode are something that we dive deeper into within that program alongside even more integration work for you to really establish behavior change and make this a lifestyle for yourself. So if this is something you desire in your life to really create these solid foundations and anchor in these principles to become the athlete you want to become, I really highly recommend that you fill out an application. It'll be in the show notes. So just click the link there, fill out the application. I'll reach out to you and we can chat to see if you're a good fit. And other than that, guys, I hope that you have an amazing day. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I will see you in the next episode.